0: Good morning and welcome to another edition of Ask BBB, the program that brings you information from and about businesses you can trust.
1: Ask BBB features business owners and managers who share their experience and insights so that consumers are better informed about products and services they are contracting or purchasing. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith.
0: Linda is the CEO of Better Business Bureau serving Western Ontario.
1: And the BBB motto is Start With Trust. And nowhere is that more important than when choosing a mechanic to maintain our vehicle.
0: And we'll be joined later by Mark Whitlocks of Whitlocks Automotive to discuss some of the things that we should consider.
1: Buying a car is a major purchase and represents a significant portion of our household or business budget. So, of course, we like to make the best deal possible.
0: And this morning, we welcome Tom Delaney, General Manager of Oxford Dodge Chrysler Jeep and Oxford Mobility, to talk about how things have changed for people shopping for a used vehicle. Welcome to Ask
2: BBB, Tom. Good morning, Jim. Good morning, Linda.
1: First, congratulations on the opening of the new facility on Hyde Park Road. How long have you been there now?
2: Uh, thanks, Linda. Yeah, we've been there about six months now. And uh, I think have most of the kinks worked out, settling in nicely, but it's a marvelous facility for us. Looks great too, Tom. Tom, you've been in the car business for a little while now what what's the biggest change that you've seen um certainly the the uh, the internet has has really changed the landscape around uh, both buying and selling vehicles. Uh, technology is something that is becoming harder and harder to keep up with uh, both on the vehicle side and the the repair and maintenance side of things. Um, But uh, for the most part, I would say the shopping experience has changed dramatically over the last five or ten years based on online availability of information.
1: When it comes to buying a used vehicle, whether you buy from the dealership such as Oxford Dodge or from a used car lot or buy a private sale, consumers are protected under the Motor Vehicle Dealers Act. Who enforces the rights under that act?
2: Uh, that's right. All consumers have uh, very specific rights and protections under the Motor Vehicle Dealer Act. And in Ontario, that is enforced by OMVIC, which is the Ontario uh, Motor Vehicle Industry Council.
0: Is it uh, true that once you sign a contract, it's binding without a cooling off
2: period, Tom? Uh, that, that's actually true. The, the contract is binding on both parties uh, uh, to protect both parties in the in the transaction. And, uh, you know, in effect, it means that, uh, that a purchaser, once they've signed on the line, have agreed to purchase the car, and the dealer has agreed to sell it to them at the agreed-upon price.
1: That seems to be contrary to a 90-day cancellation period. Uh, that is also part of the Act. What are the conditions that would trigger a cancellation?
2: Uh, well, that, the 90-day cancellation period that you're referring to uh, would only come into play in a situation where specific information comes to light that was not properly or accurately disclosed at the time of sale. Um, So for example, if the year make model of the vehicle was not accurately described, uh, if the odometer reading turns out to not be correct, um, any previous uses that were not disclosed. So if it turns out that that's the case, then the consumer has 90 days to cancel that contract. Um, It doesn't apply to a case where somebody simply changes their mind uh, or, you know, finds what they feel might be a better vehicle or a better deal. Um, so it, it's really designed around that sort of total transparency of, of the uh, information.
0: It kind of points out one of the reasons that you'd want to make sure that uh, you start off with a dealer that you can trust. Tom, when it comes to pricing, now you mentioned uh, earlier that the internet has changed things and people come with more information. But has that changed much uh, when price is considered uh, uh, we have now a thing called all-inclusive pricing. What, what is that? Correct. Word?
2: Yeah, the, the phrase all-inclusive or all-in pricing uh, refers to a requirement that the entire cost of purchasing a vehicle is um, disclosed in any advertising or marketing materials, and that's excluding only uh, sales taxes and uh, things like licensing fees and things that are are specific to the individual buyer. Um, if there are any fees or programs that a dealer wants to a charge, in, in addition, they have to be included prominently within the advertised price of the vehicle. Uh, important to note, however, that it does not apply to manufacturing-based or manufacturer-based advertising. So if um, in, in our case, if Chrysler runs a national ad program on a specific vehicle, uh, because every dealer and provinces have different regulations, uh, they're, they're permitted to advertise just the price of the vehicle itself.
1: What's your advice for a person looking to test drive a vehicle? Is there a reasonable test drive around the block, on the highway? What do you What do you think we should be looking for?
2: Well, my advice would be that you test drive the vehicle uh, sort of in the manner that you're going to drive it. So if you do a lot of highway driving, it would make sense to, to try the vehicle on the highway and make sure that you're comfortable in it and that it does what you want it to do on the highway. Um, I think it's, you know, and, and as far as how far you should drive it, you should drive it until you're comfortable that you have a good feel for it and know what it is that you're purchasing. Tom, um,
0: one of the things that uh, gets mentioned is curbsiders. Uh, we always tell people to make sure they check out businesses uh, with the Better Business Bureau. What are curbsiders and, and how can you distinguish them from, say, somebody who is, is
2: honestly selling something in a private sale? Right. Well, curbsiding refers to someone who is, um, you know, essentially operating a business selling vehicles, but posing as a private seller. Um, they are in reality, sort of illegal unlicensed dealers. Uh, the problem arises because the consumer has no protection uh, under, under OMVIC and compensation funds because these dealers are unlicensed and unregulated. Um, you're taking a real chance uh, in purchasing a vehicle from a, from a, a curbsider, so in terms of how you would know or things to look for, um, certainly if there are multiple vehicles for sale from the same person, and that's, you know, whether it's physically on site, when you, when you get there to look at the vehicle, or if you're, uh, looking online, um, a lot of these sites such as Kijiji, et cetera, will have a little tab that says, you know, check, check for sales, other, other items for sale by this poster, um, that's somebody who's, who's got more than one vehicle for sale but is ostensibly selling it as a private sale. Um, certainly, uh, if you're not getting full disclosure on the history of the vehicle, if the ownership of the vehicle has a different name on it than the person is purporting themselves to be, these would all be signs that you're dealing with someone who is a curbsider.
1: Oxford Dodge Chrysler deals in new and used cars. You also operate Oxford Mobility, providing specialized vehicles for transportation for persons with disabilities. Are these custom built, or are there some used units uh,
2: well yeah, we launched Oxford Mobility about a year ago. It's a new division that deals with uh, wheelchair accessible vehicles we we inventory new and used uh, and they also can be sort of custom ordered um, They all start life as a, as a as a regular van chassis whether it's a, a Dodge Chrysler or a, a Toyota or a Honda and they're converted specifically for use with Uh, with wheelchairs to allow easy access uh, or in some cases even access to the driver's area where someone can drive and operate the vehicle from their motorized wheelchair. Um, So we, you know, you can go either way. So we have new used uh, pre-built or custom built. I think one of the big advantages of, of, of Oxford Mobility is we can sell and service the entire vehicle, not just the converted part or the chassis part. So
0: Well, Tom, thanks for joining us this morning on Ask BBB. My pleasure. Thank you. Our guest has been Tom Delaney, General Manager of Oxford Dodge Chrysler Jeep and Oxford Mobility, accredited businesses with the Better Business Bureau with an A-plus rating. And we'll return in a moment to talk about choosing a mechanic to care for that car. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan.
1: And I'm Linda Smith.
0: And we're all about cars today.
1: And we welcome Mark Whitlocks, owner of Whitlocks Automotive at 535 Wellington Street in London. Welcome to Ask BBB, Mark.
3: Thanks for having me on.
1: Uh, where does the search for a good mechanic you can trust start?
3: Well, you know, the word of mouth, um, the hey, dad, hey, mom, where have you been taking your vehicles uh, is a great place to start. Chatting with coworkers, all those sorts of things are fantastic spots to be able to get uh, information about at least someone that someone's used and that they trust. From that you know point forward it's still really important as a consumer to investigate the business before you go in so you know looking at the better business bureau website's a fantastic way to do it uh, certainly looking um, online and that's if the business is associated with you know the BBB but it is it is a great uh, place to start um, looking online certainly has a its benefit but it's also got its downfall because a lot of the reviews uh, you know that uh, consumers can put out there can sometimes be because of a single bad experience Uh, And then there's times where there's been, you know, consumers that are out there who have been dealing with the business for years and years and their reviews are always, you know, very positive. So um, there's tons of places to start, but quite frankly, for me, it's always chatting with somebody who's had good experience with the business that you can get some good feedback and honest feedback from.
0: Are there things you could tell about a shop when you walk in as to how it appears?
3: Yeah, I, you know, from the, uh, from when you first step in, Uh, to the, the place of business, the cleanliness, the, how you're greeted, eye contact, uh, all those sorts of things in in our shop is good and busy. So there's times where we may be dealing with an individual, uh, either on the phone or in front of us, but when a customer walks in either for the first time or not, we want to make sure that we at least get full eye contact, acknowledge them and let them know that we'll be with them in just a moment from there, like I say, the cleanliness, um, the the way the appearance of the shops, staff is, and the way that sort of just the flow is on the floor, uh, is a is a great first indicator as to what you can expect as far as quality of work.
1: Mark, are all mechanics licensed, and what is required of a person to get a mechanic's license?
3: Uh, no, they're not all licensed. Uh, the certificates are, are supposed to be up on the wall. We have ours digitally up on the wall. So, um, just to clean up the clutter, cause we've got a lot of them. So we've taken our certificates and we put them, um, in a video display. So, uh, but we still want to make sure that they've got their certificates, they've got their business licenses and such that are, that are on display for you to see. Um, the, um, the thing about, somebody who might be walking around who might be younger looking or older. There's no guarantees they're licensed. There's no guarantees that they have been um, through uh, all the training and all the updates that that you need. Um, In order to become a licensed uh, mechanic, you have 7,200 hours uh, that you need to put in, four years. uh, There's about 6,600 hours uh, that you have to put in um, on, uh, like hands-on training, uh, no, a little over 700 in schooling. Uh, and you know, it's an awful lot of work, uh, to, to go through, through the colleges, the Ontario colleges. Uh, and Ontario is obviously a little different than some of the other provinces. So when you go to look it up, you'll see there are some finer differences. Uh, some of the, um, trade schools will suggest that you can become a mechanic through, a trade school, uh, but unfortunately, that's not the case. That's sort of like being out of high school, going into something that you were curious about, but then you still have to go to the college to get certified. Um, the, uh, the The minimum requirement for someone to go in as far as coming out of their education is, is a grade 12 diploma to be able to continue on into uh, the automotive field.
0: So we talked about trust. Mm-hmm. Um, when that and check engine light comes on, Does that also say find a mechanic you can trust? Because that's the big mystery. We don't have any idea what that means a lot of times. Well, the industry has been doing a fantastic
3: job of dumbing down the consumer. Uh, And I don't want to sound rude when I say that, but all of the lights that are on, all of the, hey, don't worry about your service requirements because all you have to do is wait for the car to tell you, has really taken... Um, the control out of us as uh, as the consumer and the user of the vehicle. Whereas when the lights come on, you shouldn't just go, "Oh, I have to run off to the mechanic." Hopefully, you've got a trusted mechanic that you already can call up and say, "Hey, my check engine light popped on. When can I come in to have you have a look at it?" Um, there's nothing wrong with educating yourself. Um, if you've got, and they have, you know, "Hey, I got a buddy who's got a code reader." Sure. You can see what the code is, but that's not going to tell you what's wrong with it. It's good to be informed of what that code might be or multiple codes might be. Uh, And then when you go into your mechanic, at least when he gives you the – or she gives you the information back, uh, you can – you know, you're like, okay, yeah, that's what I saw too or that's what we sort of talked about. So you're already partially informed going in.
1: Are there standards in terms of pricing for work done or is that part of the trust relationship with our mechanic?
3: Uh, the rates vary. Um, certainly, you will find most uh, independent facilities are going to be very s- similar, 90 to $100 an hour. Uh, the dealers are obviously um, above the $100 an hour mark, depending on which dealer you go to, what you make and model. They've got uh, varied rates and tiered rates as well. Uh, tiered rates are not a bad thing because um, a higher tier uh, or a, uh, a um, more expensive uh, door rate – means that they're putting on a higher qualified technician for that particular diagnosis or repair. So you don't have to necessarily be afraid of that, um, but uh, like I say, on average, you're looking between 90 and and $100 an hour for your door rate. Are there any signs that we might be dealing with a shop that is taking advantage of us? There's many signs. Um, actually, I sat down and made quite a few notes on that particular subject because it's some of the things that we are always very fearful of because we don't want to come across as if we're trying to use a scare tactic. Oh, your car is completely unsafe. You know, you can't drive it off the lot. It has to be fixed. Well, unfortunately, that's one of the real alarm bells when somebody starts using those types of strong-arm tactics in order to make you get your vehicle fixed before you can even take it out, that or not showing you exactly what they're talking about. So if you're in a facility and they're saying... This has to be done and this has to be done because it's unsafe. Then you want to make sure that you have a look and see uh, what it is that they're talking about.
0: Well, Mark, there are uh, probably a lot of things that we could continue to talk about. Oh, yes. But obviously, one of the first things you want to do is is check the BBB website, make sure that the business is accredited. Mm -hmm. Are there any other credentials besides the mechanics license on the wall that we should look for? Well, it's always nice to see a
3: technician who's got his own personal certifications. When we look at the vehicles today, because they are so complicated, um, there's a lot of extra training that goes into it and a lot of extra diagnosis sometimes that's required. So the technicians in the shops as well will take it upon themselves to send their guys out for training or they'll take training themselves and When they do that, they'll have their certificates out there for all to see because it's a lot of work and it's a lot of extra personal time. Uh, So those
0: are great things to see. Mark, we want to thank you for taking time to be with us this morning on SBBB. Our guest has been Mark Whitlocks, who is the owner of Whitlocks Automotive at 535 Wellington Street in London, an accredited business with the Better Business Bureau with an A-plus rating. And we'll return in a moment with some notes on things to keep in mind when renting a car. And we're back once more with Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Linda is the CEO of BBB Serving Western Ontario. Well, we've talked about buying a used car, choosing a mechanic to maintain our vehicle. But during vacation time, we often rent vehicles. So let's look at some of the tips that BBB has for people who are renting vehicles.
1: Rental cars are essential for many travelers, but rental car contracts can be complicated. Consumers need to read the fine print before signing the contract, and they should be aware of any extra fees that may apply.
0: So, Linda, what's the first thing that somebody should do before signing a rental contract?
1: Renters need to document the physical state of the vehicle before signing anything. We received the odd complaint where a rental company accuses a consumer of causing damage. It then becomes an issue when both sides are under the burden of proof.
0: So maybe just walk around with your camera.
1: Yeah, and take a picture.
0: Yep. What are some of the common complaints that BBB gets about uh, car rental companies?
1: Often we receive complaints about unexpected costs like mileage caps. Insurance and drop-off fees can also change the price dramatically. Putting in a little extra time for comparison shopping before renting can save you money and future hassles. Additional fees that may influence the overall price you pay. You might find that renting at an airport location is significantly higher. In price. This is something you might want to look at. There will be a cost in terms of convenience, but if you want to save money, choosing a different location will be more cost effective for you.
0: What other criteria should we be looking at when we're riding a car?
1: The size and type of car, such as compact, midsize, luxury, or a minivan, um, it plays a difference. If you have two kids and a significant amount of luggage, a subcompact isn't going to be right for your needs. You might be in the vehicle for hours at a time doing some long-trip traveling, so consider legroom in the back seats if you're a taller passenger. Basically, define what your needs are prior to your reservation.
0: Now, you talked about hidden costs. Um, uh, What are some of those hidden costs that we might want to ask about?
1: Ask if mileage is unlimited. Does it cap at a certain point? Are there extra charges for a different drop-off location? And also ask if the price includes taxes or if there are additional fees for extra drivers. And what about insurance? Damage insurance adds uh, significant cost to the total, but it might give you ease of mind if you get into an accident. Ask what the insurance includes. Also, check with your credit card company to see if your credit card that you are booking the rental car with includes this. An important question to ask is, does the insurance cover you if you leave the country? Many people might take a road trip to the U.S., but you need to know if the insurance only covers you while you're in Canada.
0: Are there any other tips before we wrap up here?
1: Go over the contract thoroughly. Understand if there are costs per kilometers or other fees if you go out of province. Weigh the value of add-ons. Renting a GPS device, a child car seat, or a roof rack can add to your total bill. Consider using a cell phone GPS or bring your own car seat. Ask for the final price, and make sure the rental agent explains all of the charges before you sign the contract and drive off the lot. It can prevent surprises later.
0: Well, Linda, that's uh, very timely tips and about all of our time for this edition of Ask BBB.
1: And remember, you can always ask BBB. Visit the website at BBB.org.
0: Contact us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at BBB. Western O-N-T. So until next time, I'm Jim Swan.
1: And I'm Linda Smith.
0: Remember, ask BBB.
1: And start with trust.